Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Bridget Quinn, and here are today's top local stories. A Brooklyn hospital group has been hit by a cyber attack. Imaging and some other critical services back online at Brookdale Interfaith and Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Centers. The CEO of parent company One Brooklyn Health, Lorraine Brown, says patient care is continuing as they work with cybersecurity experts and law enforcement after this attack in late November. She would not say whether it was ransomware, but Nick Biasini of cybersecurity firm Cisco Tallow says this seems to be the most common with online cartels growing. Their hope is that you don't have backups and that you won't have access to the data, which which is the reason why you need to pay to get it back. Many organizations opting not to pay. Biasini says it's possible to recover without it. But if you don't have the ability to, say, keep your business running for the month and a half or however long it's going to take for your systems to get back up, in some cases it makes more business sense for you to pay the ransom. Samantha Leapman, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM. Police in the Bronx are investigating a deadly shooting in Fordham Heights. Just after midnight, the 46th Precinct got an automated alert that shots had been fired near 2171 Grand Concourse. When officers got there, they discovered a man with a gunshot wound to the head. He was pronounced dead at St. Barnabas Hospital. The victim was later identified as 28-year-old Parrish Truesdale of the Bronx. And police have arrested the boyfriend of a 16-year-old girl who was found stabbed to death in Harlem on Sunday. After about 24 hours on the run, Zaire Crumbly turning himself into the NYPD last night. He's been charged with murder. Sonia Lawrence, police say, was stabbed in the neck and that Crumbly's responsible and that it happened inside a vacant apartment inside West 136th Street on Sunday. Sonia's grandmother, Denise Jackson. She liked a lot of things in the summertime. She loved dancing, singing, you know, going out with her friends. She can't do none of that no more. You took it. Sonia's family will hold a vigil for her at 5.30 this evening. Crumbly has been out on probation since May. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins, a 92.3 FM, 32nd Precinct in Harlem. New poll numbers are out this morning for Governor Hochul. Last January, Siena College pollsters asked voters if they thought Hochul would make progress on six of the goals she outlined in her State of the State. On two, increasing the availability of quality medical care and creating conditions for businesses to succeed, voters were somewhat optimistic she would make progress. Today, when asked if she did make progress on any of her goals, people said no across the board. Here's Siena College pollster Stephen Greenberg. Right now, a plurality of voters, 44%, say they, uh, they do believe that uh, Governor Hochul demonstrates both honesty and integrity. 36% of New York voters say they don't think that she does. Also, Hochul's job approval and favorability ratings have slumped slightly since Election Day. Her unfavorable rating is at a new high, 43%. A win for some tenants in Queens today. New York Attorney General Letitia James announced that a settlement has been reached with the new owners of two buildings in Ridgewood who tried to get rid of some residents. Blue Sky Management bought two adjoining buildings in June and then sent lease termination notices to tenants, even though they were protected through rent stabilization laws. The tenants fought the threatened lockout and now will receive $1,000 in restitution. A push to help ease the home care shortage in New York 
As it stands now, New York is one of the tougher places to find good, affordable home care. As a result, many seniors and disabled people are forced into nursing homes. Today, public advocate Jamani Williams launched the Fair Pay for Home Care campaign aimed at helping end the home care shortage by raising home care wages to 150 percent of the minimum wage. 1010 Win spoke with Rachel McCullough, the co-director of New York Caring Majority. An independent analysis that we've conducted has shown that fair pay for home care at that rate of 150% of minimum wage is the only way to end the home care shortage. The problem is only expected to get worse as the population ages. Some predict New York will have nearly 1 million job openings in home care by 2028. If you commute into the city, this is probably not news to you, but... A new report says New Yorkers using public transit have the longest commute on average in the U.S. The 2022 Global Public Transport Report, published by app developer MoveIt, looked at data from 10 major metro areas, and it found that this year the average transit commute in the New York metro area took 58 minutes. Yep, beating out all the other cities. And that is four minutes longer than last year. Police in the Bronx are asking for your help catching the guy who sexually assaulted a 14-year-old on a city bus. This happened on Monday aboard a BX-11 approaching the intersection of Shakespeare Avenue and Edward L. Grant Highway in the Mount Eden section. Police say the man grabbed the girl when the bus stopped at Shakespeare Avenue. He ran off the bus. We have pictures of the suspect up on our website, 1010winds.com. A demonstration is planned for today at City Hall to protest conditions at Rikers after yet another death there. Edgardo Mejias was sent to Rikers after getting caught allegedly shoplifting perfume. Over the weekend, he became the 19th person to die in the city's custody this year. The Daily News says it looked to be an overdose. Mayor Adams Correction Commissioner Louis Molina will be on the hot seat today at City Hall, set to answer questions during an oversight hearing. Advocates had been demanding a federal takeover of Rikers, arguing the city alone isn't capable of fixing what they call a humanitarian crisis. But last month, a judge held off on making that move, finding the Adams administration is taking steps in the right direction. Rikers is still set to close in the next few years and get replaced by smaller jails around the city, but the mayor has begun casting doubt on that plan. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. A massive fire at a commercial building in Linden, New Jersey, is not out. It started a little after midnight at a one-story building at the intersection of Elizabeth and Park Avenues. It is believed to be a kitchen business. Firefighters from nearby communities were called in to help get that fire under control. And right now there's no word on a cause. A boost for some disadvantaged students right here in the city. 1,200 first graders in Canarsie and East Flatbush are each going to get this $1,000 deposit into their account. The goal, according to those who put this together, including Bloomberg Philanthropies, to narrow racial wealth gap here in the city. Jasmine Hartley's daughter attends PS276. Yes, very thrilled. Um, It's something I've never um, experienced as a child, you know, growing up. And how much of an impact could this make? Well, a new study says a child with a savings account of just $1,500 is three times more likely to go to college than a child without any account. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins, 92.3 FM here in Canarsie. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 wins. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 wins, visit 1010wins.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.